Hi, I'm Jane Velez Mitchell, New York Times bestselling author and TV journalist. And this is Unchained TV's Voice America podcast. For the next hour, you will hear the solution to most of the problems that plague our world. And it's a solution mainstream media ignores, even though it only requires us to make one simple change. Want to know what it is and transform your life? Let's get started. Hello, I am so excited to have Dr. Shabnab Islam in the house today here on Unchained TV, talking about how she's hosting an extraordinary new show, a vegan cooking competition called Peel, that is also going to stream on Unchained TV, our global streaming network. And I just made a little mic flag. So there you go. Unchained TV in the house. And we're going to also talk about VKind, which is an incredible app, VKind.com, where it's really the largest search engine for veganism. So, Dr. Is, can I call you Shabnam? Please, <laughs> please, now. please, just call me Shabnam. Tell us about this show. It's very exciting. Well, Peeled is the first of its kind. It is an all vegan cooking competition show. And the reason why we say all vegan is because it is all vegan from the cast the creator, to the crew, even to our craft services. Every product that we use, every person that we use was vegan. And I think that was a really important aspect of Peeled was to show people that we exist. We have a seat at the table. And what we bring to the table is some really incredible cuisine. Now, do you hope this has an impact on mainstream television. We are so honored to be streaming peeled on, I'll hold it up one more time, Unchained TV. And we're so excited to collaborate with VKind. But there are so many cooking shows and cooking networks out there. And while there are a few outliers that are vegan here and there, generally, it does not match consumer interest. Uh, The vegan space is the fastest growing sector of the supermarket arena. The sales are up to $7 billion. It's jumped by something like 43% in the last two years in terms of food dollars spent. And yet you don't see that reflected on television. Can you tell me what your thoughts are on that disconnect? Absolutely. I think, uh, I think when we're talking about what the consumers want, we need to be listening to these, to these vegans, to these plant-based people, because there is a desire for this. And when we think about cooking shows and cooking networks, they're predominantly supported by the meat and dairy industry. And we understand that, that these, these behemoths need to, need to cow tied to, to their sponsors. But however, you need to also curtail to your watchers, your viewers. And what we're saying exactly what you're saying, Jane, is that there are many of us out there. And so it's about time to show show the people through the network television that we have a space um, because it is all about inclusivity and, and accessibility, right? And what better way to do that than on mainstream TV? Now, do you hope this will have an influence on other networks? I mean, we're thrilled to stream it and there's going to be a huge premiere at the Directors Guild of America. So this is really a high powered event. I'm very honored and humbled to be a part of it. I love your team, Star Simmons, one of the creators. And then there's Josie Clemens, who was on 
Hell's Kitchen, who's another co-creator, right. and there's David Trotter and my hero, Chef Babette. I go way back with Chef Babette. I love her. She's got Stuff I Eat, a great vegan restaurant here in Inglewood, and she's a powerhouse. She just got honored by Mercy for Animals and gave an extraordinary speech and was on the red carpet uh, at the Skirball Center, another really prominent yeah. location here in Los Angeles. So it, it, she's having her moment and she deserves it, Chef Babette. Um, do you think that people will see all this who are in the entertainment industry and go, wow, we better get on board? I mean, you, you said it yourself. How hard, how, have you taken a look at Chef Babette? This woman is almost 72 years old and is thriving. She's beautiful. She's fit. She has no issues or ailments that she's dealing with. She's not dependent upon medication. She uses her food as her medicine. And, and she is a, an idol in the field. People, people desire to look like her, to be like her. And I think we're showing people that we have an, we have an opportunity here, whether it's for the consumer or for the network. Um, we've done the work here at Peel. We've done all the research. We've brought all the brands together. We've brought all the creators together. We've brought all of the talent to the stage. And now we're showing people what's possible without having to do the homework, right? We're, we're showing brands like Melt Organic, Sophie's Kitchen, Before the Butcher, Mela Bio Honey, All Y'all's Food, Omni Food, Good Planet Food, Rebel Cheeses, even Copper Branch restaurants have jumped on the game here. Vegan Wines, and the list goes on and on and on. And so what we're showing here is that these foods have the taste, they have the texture, they have the feel of not of non-plant-based sources so we're showing people that it's available it's out there and it's accessible to you in your close in, in the markets closest to you and speaking of consumers we've got a bunch of people on hold to ask you questions donnie in new york city your question or thought for dr islam yeah and i think hi, hi there thanks for taking my call hi, donnie. And i think you started hi I, I i think you started to touch on this um, but why why do you think there aren't more vegan cooking shows on regular TV? I think that's a great that's a great 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 question. And honestly, I think it comes down to who do they want to promote on the network? Um, at the end of the day, right. network television is all about relationships. Who they've built uh, relationships with particular brands. Um, because they get a lot of money from these sponsors. And there's a lot of money in meat and dairy in that, in that agricultural business. As Jane had said, there's plenty of plant-based um, movers and shakers coming up the chain, but they just haven't had that kind of impact yet. And so what we're trying to show is that these people have money. This is where the money is going to be. The veg economy is going to be um, where people will want to invest their funds. So we're hoping that we can show them that there is a a grand, 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 vast amount of people that really want to take part in here and that want to marry with these networks. So our goal is to show what's possible. And I know you are doing it. I'm so excited. It's absolutely extraordinary. I mean, really a cast of hundreds when you think about everybody involved. Okay, we've got Michelle Silver Lake. Your question or thought for Dr. Islam. Hi. Hi. Hi, what's your question? Hi. Um, I'm so excited about this premiere and everything that it has to offer everybody. Um, what do you think is the most exciting thing that's going to happen on Saturday? Ooh. Woo! That, 
Great that's question. A Thanks, that's Michelle. A Michelle, that's a pretty loaded question. Are you going to be at the premiere? Yes, I am. I'm excited. Okay, so I think the thing that I'm really excited for is for the live cooking events that are going to be held by our actual competing chefs. You're going to actually going to be able to taste the food that is created from all of our food sponsors that we have. So they're going to be creating high end, a high end dining experience for all of our guests. So that number one is my, my thing that I'm, I'm really looking forward to. And number two, I'm really excited to see how you guys receive the show. Like who's getting peeled on this episode. That's going to be I, fun. Uh, thank oh, you so, so much amazing. for that call. I just can't wait. We're excited to have you, Michelle. Can't wait to meet you there. Don't eat before you go to the premiere because it's going to be tons Don't of Don't eat food. before. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me ask you this question. How did, how did it come together? In other words, where did you get the idea to do this? And how did it become a show? Having been in media for 40 plus years, I shouldn't say that, right? I, let me cut those first two decades off. Having been in media <laughs> for 20 plus years, uh, I know that there's an extraordinary amount of work and an idea. Everybody has an idea. You pull somebody over, you know, there's the old joke. The cops pull somebody over here in L.A. You got to show them your headshot. Now it's cops pull you over in L.A. You got to play them your sizzle reel. Everybody's got an idea for a show, but you made it happen. You know, I, I honestly can't take the credit for this. This is the brainchild of the kind uh, CEO, Star Simmons. And the co-creator, Josie Clements, um, they really came across a brilliant idea. Josie had previously been on Hell's Kitchen, Hell's Kitchen season 20. So she has that experience of working in a cooking competition as a seasoned chef. Um, and Star is in it for the animals. That's always been her mission. It's all about the animals. What can we do to show that, that food doesn't need to include them, that compassion actually starts on your plate. And so these two beautiful women have really created a, a behemoth of a movement. Um, and so I'm really excited to be a part of it. I think Star has an incredible network in the vegan community, and she's been able to bring along a lot of talent to, to join the Peeled show, and we're incredibly grateful for that. Now, this was shot, so you have this idea for a Peel show. This was shot in Las Vegas? It was. Can you tell us, like, again, we did a show called New Day, New Chef. We shot it here at a Hollywood soundstage, and I know what goes into it. It was, wow. In fact, before we go to that, we got another caller who just jumped on to ask a question. So, Stacy in San Diego, your question or thought? Well, I actually have one question for the Peeled Show. Do you think this is the start of something in terms of bringing plant-based cooking shows, ideas for the networks, including Unchained TV, but more, you know, mainstream, maybe the Food Network, that type of stuff? I mean, do you have a plan for that? I mean, obviously, the goal is to get as much, much exposure as possible, right? So, of course, we want to be on the networks, but I can't say that we're the first. Right. Because we have behemoths in the in this field. For example, uh, Tabitha Brown just just shot It's Complicated and that's been airing on the Food Network. And so what we're trying to show here is that there are plenty of vegan shows that have a lot of diversity, bring many different approaches to the table. And so our goal is to to kind of tag on and be like, there's more of us. We're all here. We all bring something. And um, 
we hope that people take notice. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. One show does not make a trend. Two shows is getting toward a trend. If you throw in New Day, New Chef, that's three shows. And that that's still on Amazon Prime as well yep. as on Chain TV. So obviously you also have all these documentaries, The Game Changers and uh, oh, uh, Cowspiracy. What the hell? What the hell? And all these other incredible documentaries that are on mainstream streaming platforms, which up till now, and that could be changing, were not advertiser-based, which is why a lot of those got on. Um, The truth is that mainstream TV is it doesn't take a genius to look at the commercials and figure who keeps the lights on and who keeps the lights on is fast food and pharmaceuticals. And uh, so what we're preaching is avoid health problems. You don't need all those pharmaceuticals. Now, one of the things that's becoming more and more apparent is that when your body eats bad food, sure, one out of every four people will die of a heart attack. That's sad. That's caused by arteries getting clogged in the form of plaque, cholesterol from animals leading to plaque in the heart, but it's systemic. So sorry, guys, but erectile dysfunction is a precursor of heart disease because the vessels in that part of the body are not as big as the vessels in the heart. You also have vessels in your brain. Okay. When your body gets clogged with plaque from cholesterol, it's systemic. So when I sit there and I look at the TV commercials, I think, okay, that one, if, of course, there's always exceptions. Okay. We're not trying to, to say there's cures or there's this, that, and the other. But when you look at the vast majority of pills that they're selling on television, whether it's cholesterol lowering drugs, erectile dysfunction drugs, your brain's foggy drugs, a lot of that could be prevented with a whole food plant-based diet. Uh, Dr. Islam, weigh in on that one. Absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, when we take a look at consuming animal, animal-based products, we talk about the inflammatory biomarkers that, that follow along with that. Dr. Scott Stoll did a very interesting um, study or piece, on, particularly on the Game Changers, where he showed consuming a hamburger showed two hours post-draw b- blood draws later that it increased inflammation approximately 78%. That's just after one hamburger, two hours later seeing how that worked in the system. Imagine eating like that every day for multiple meals a day and the chronic impact it has on your health, on mortality and morbidity. And that's our concern. And so what we wanted to show people, particularly with Peeled, is that you can have your cheap foods. You can eat your cheeses. You can eat your burgers. Not all vegan food is considered healthy, right? It's not, you can have your cheap fatty meals as well with vegan food. But what it doesn't have is those kind of impacts longitudinally on the system. Um, so you don't feel heavy. You don't feel chronically tired. You're not feeling fatigued. You're not feeling those uh, GI issues. And you're definitely not having that impact on your arteries. So I think what the Peel team, particularly Star, um, Star Simmons, David Trotter, uh, did really well is that they used this opportunity to actually advertise for vegan foods, vegan brands, things that we know consumers will love, but we also know that won't have the impact on the climate and our personal health. And of course, the animals. 
And this trend is also exhibited by the fact that the Javits Convention Center, the largest convention center in New York City, just had a plant-based world expo. It was extraordinary. So You had to roll me out of there. I was so full from eating everything. Tell us about that. Tell us about what that was like. What a magnificent experience. It was an opportunity to meet the CEOs, presidents, and just friends in the vegan sphere, people who are vegan friendly, people who are considering going plant-based, people who are flexitarian, and also those who are absolutely vegan. But it gave us an opportunity to meet all the brands, to see what's coming up new on the market. Um, uh, Of course, Miyoko's had an amazing booth. So did uh, Better Meat Co., created by uh, Paul Shapiro. Um, We saw VFC vegan fried chicken, uh, Good Planet Cheeses. There were so many people there that that were doing things that were delicious, accessible. Um, we found a couple of brands that were shelf stable. So imagine having um, a vegan nacho cheese, but you didn't have to refrigerate it. So now you're talking about its impact on the climate. Like how much energy are you saving? How much accessibility do you have to people that maybe just want to store something in their cupboard for as long as they want until they, they want to use it? So uh, these are these are brands and businesses and organizations that are really putting the consumer at the forefront of their thought process. And that was really wonderful. So tell us about yourself and how you got involved with VKind. VKind is this extraordinary app. Just go to VKind.com, the letter VKind.com. And it's an entire portal, the world's biggest vegan search engine, jobs, travel, shopping, the list goes on and on. Uh, how did you get involved with this incredible app? Ah, uh, well, I, lucky for me, I've had some some years, uh, at least a decade of experience hosting in Los Angeles in the health based sphere. Um, however, I I submitted myself for V Kind Vibes audition, and I I got it. I got the ability to host the V Kind Vibes show, their very first um, show on YouTube. And uh, it just kind of snowballed from there. I fell in love with the team, particularly with Star Simmons. I mean, how it's hard not to kind of fall in love with Star and all that she's doing for the planet. And I, I begged her, I was like, if you ever have anything open for a vegan host, please let me know. And that just cascaded into me receiving their spokesperson position in January of this year. And it's given me the opportunity to do many interviews, to go to the plant-based uh, world expo, to do the peeled show. And it's just, it's, it's introduced me to so many people and, and I am incredibly grateful for that. Now you're a winner of your contest. We've got to watch the show to see who the winner is. Um, they have a dessert featured in a very prestigious vegan restaurant. Tell us about That's that. Right. So the Copper Branch was one of our sponsors of the Peeled Show. And if you don't know who Copper Branch is, you better start looking them up. They are all across the U.S. and they have the most delicious vegan cuisine. And Copper Branch was nice enough to sponsor us and give us a little challenge for our one of our episodes. And so the contestants were required to use one of their foods in their, in their entree design. And our winner did an incredible job with that. And frankly, so did mo- all of our chefs. They all did an incredible job, but we had to have one winner. And that winner will have that dessert showcased across all Copper Branch restaurants over the course of the year. So let's talk about the contestants. 
who are these people and what exactly do they go through? I know you don't want to give it all away. You've got to watch Peeled on Unchained TV, or if you're going to the premiere at the Directors Guild on Saturday, uh, September 24th. But give us a sense of who these contestants are, what their backgrounds are, uh, because I know some of them are quite prominent and what they have to go through to see who the winner is. Absolutely. So let's start off with Chef Donald. I believe Chef Donald has the most experience in the vegan in the veg economy as a chef. He has a very, very, um, he has a great restaurant in Las Vegas and he does a lot of good charitable work for children in his community in terms of plant-based education, getting them into schools. Um, and he just, really brings a lot of experience and flavor and fire to the table. So it was really exciting to meet him and watch his, his, his Donald isms in his cuisine, if I can say. <laughs> and then, and then we have chef Sandra, who I absolutely adore. She's our little petite French chef. Uh, she comes from France. She brings all of her French flair. I mean, uh, Chef Sandra is one who actually makes her own cheeses. She does things from scratch. She walks you through uh, the farmer's markets of where she gets all of her produce. So she truly brings that European flair to her vegan cuisine. And she's located in San Diego. We also have Chef Jaina, who is just adorable. And, you know, I think a big part of this is, and I, I, and I, I want to talk about Chef Jaina is because we talk about diversity and with Chef Jaina, we bring in the LGBTQIA uh, representation. You know, she's a transgender chef. She's gone through so many things in her career and in her life. And she brings that to the table. She's kind of got the Southern flair with a lot of Southern twist attitude. And she brings that all to her cuisine. And then, of course, last but not, last but not least, we have the beautiful, vivacious Chef Nicole. And Chef Nicole has done a lot for the vegan movement. Uh, she has a, a nonprofit called Martha's Project where she does a lot for the houseless community. In addition, she's created this whole new kind of smoked lox made from, I want to say carrot, but I don't want to say it incorrectly. But she's a, she's, a, she's a creator in this space. So I think when you take a look at all four competing chefs, they really bring their own their own uniqueness and their own vibe to the table. And you'll see that in their entree. And that's what I'm really excited to see. Now, what kind of dishes are they competing against? Because, you know, you said the dessert would be featured at Copper Branch, but are they cooking comfort food or sushi? What? Well, it's kind of up to them. They're given very specific ingredients that they have to work with to create an immaculate dish for four judges. So they're also responsible for plating four different plates of the same food. And they had to do three different things. They had to do an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert. So you'll see those differences over the course of the episodes. And that's what I'm really excited to show you because not one person did the same thing. Uh, you would never see a similar plate for an entree from Chef Donald to Chef Sandra to Chef Nicole to Chef Jana. Everybody brought their own jazz. Wow, that's interesting. So they have the basic ingredients and they can do whatever they want with it. You know, it's absolutely true. We have had a vegan cooking show live called Lunch Break Live on Facebook for years now. And we've almost never repeated a recipe, not because 
it's intentional just because there's so much versatility in vegan cooking that every dish is unique. I will say that they've never been exactly repeated in, well, now it's like started in uh, late 2016. So we're talking uh, several years, the better part of a decade. It's hard to imagine that. So what's next for Peeled? How many episodes can we expect? And what's next for V-Kind? as a follow-up to this amazing project? That's a wonderful question. I think what's next for Peeled is the hope that it gets picked up by a network and we have the ability to show, shoot and shoot the show uh, to the extent that it should be shot. We need to have a more robust cast. We want to have more chefs. We want to have more food sponsors. And we want it to be longer. And so what we're trying to show with this concept show is that we've got a really solid base here with a lot of solid talent and a lot of great brands. Now, can you give us some money to do some more network? That's what we want. (laughs) Well, that question is not addressed to me, hopefully. (laughs) We're pretty much an all volunteer organization. You guys have been wonderful. I'm so excited that the show will be streamed live on Unchained TV. We are we are indebted to Unchained TV and Jane Velez Mitchell. You guys have done amazing work for the vegan community. And the fact being that you're, you're helping out Be Kind and the Peel team, we, we are just so honored to, to well, be along the, along the likes of you. Um, but as for Be Kind, I, I just, just need to say the honor's all mine. And we, are, <laughs> we feel really, really, really lucky to be streaming this. And we're so excited. We're going to promote the heck out of it because everybody in the world needs to see this. Continue on, my dear. But as for VKind, I don't know about you guys, but have you downloaded the app yet? Because the app just launched its 2.0 version, which means that it's been updated with newer listings, new news, new social media um, uh, gadgets. So this is something that we want people to utilize. Now, remember, the VKind app is an app that is geolocation-based to help you, the consumer, find vegan brands, businesses, restaurants, salons, uh, estheticians, whoever is vegan on there that's near you to give you access to them. So if you're someone who really wants to help expand the veg economy and you really want to align your dollar with businesses, brands, and entrepreneurs that align with your mission, then the VKind app is the way to go. It's the only one to use because we only promote fully plant-based businesses and people. I have the VKind app and I absolutely love it. Tell us about yourself, your background and your expertise in kinesiology. Ooh. Okay. Well, my background, I'm a first generation Bangladeshi American, cisgender woman of color. That's a, that's a mouthful. Um, I come from the South, from Virginia, from Richmond, Virginia. And then I made my way to LA at the age of 25 and have been in um, the fitness industry for pretty much my entire life. I got my master's in kinesiology, which is the scientific study of human movement from Cal State University Northridge. And I'm currently completing my doctorate in educational leadership and policy there. Um, And so my, my job has always been to make people and the community healthier. How can I do that with education? How can I do that with action? And so what I've done now through my professorship is I've created a course, a class called Applied Fitness Training that teaches students how to be the next leaders in the health and fitness industry. How do you communicate with them? How do you impact people in your community? And that's what we're doing with, with, with my, that's what I'm doing with my classes. And I've also brought in a lot of uh, 
plant-based nutrition dietetic education in there where I have them watch the game changers as their homework assignment. So it's been really wonderful. We've got another caller, Marie, New Jersey, your question for Dr. Islam. Hi. um, I just wanted to say, first of all, I wanted to say to, um, this is Lindsay Marie, not Marie. Sorry. But I just wanted to say, first of all, congratulations to Unchained TV for the amazing article in the Hollywood Weekly. And if you haven't downloaded the channel, you must do so to see Peels. But um, I am just so excited about this show. And I just downloaded the app, uh, the the Kind app, which uh, it's, wow, it's just something I need very badly. And it's really exciting to see how the vegan community is taking off and these amazing cooking shows and helping people and really getting the word out. It's just so exciting. So I can't wait to see the show. I love Chef Babette uh, in her restaurant here in Inglewood, Stuff IE. So I can't wait to see this, this whole thing come together. Wow. Thank you so much. That's my comment. Thank you, Liza Marie. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, so people are really excited. And I think, you know, I like to use the analogy of the electric car. There's a great documentary, Who Killed the Electric Car? We could all have been driving electric cars since the early 90s. But uh, the big automotive industries didn't want to change. They did this electric car and then they pulled it back and they killed it. And it's a very gut-wrenching documentary. And what happened was it spelled their own demise, uh, Essentially, a Toyota with the hybrid came up and uh, took the marketplace. And now the American automotive industry has come back 30 years later to say, OK, we're going to go all in on electric vehicles. And the um, automotive, uh, automotive executive who made that decision said it was the worst decision of his life. So the TV industry that is ignoring this demand for plant-based I think they don't want to go in that direction. They want to wake up and smell the coffee and and see what people want and listen to the consumers. Yes, but take a look at the milk and dairy industry. It has been plummeting worldwide, particularly in the U.S. After COVID, we had massive impacts on the economy and on the people. And what we remember here is that zoonotic diseases, viral outbreaks originate in meat markets and in meat-based industries. And so it, it, it was just a, it was a hot spot for people to get ill, for animals to get ill. And we're seeing that impact reverberating across the milk and dairy industry. And that's why we're seeing such a growth of plant-based milks and cheeses, right? We just, they're there, the demand is there. And, and unfortunately the farmers are truly being impacted and these industries are being impacted, but enter in mercy for animals. Like what we saw at the, um, at the gala event, during our um, fundraising portion, Mercy for Animals actually has an approach to take farm, farms and farmers that own um, chicken or dairy-based industries and transform them into mushroom farms, just as little as $10,000. So we have a capacity to really transform the food system, um, the way that investors think and the way that people think about it. It's just going to take a little bit of time. You are absolutely right. And as Dr. Silas Rao of Climate Healers says, we're all being factory farmed. So it's this industry, the meat and dairy industry, is having a huge negative impact on the climate, which is not discussed. I mean, the head of the United Nations 
uh, just issued a dire warning and said what's happening in Pakistan is an absolute catastrophe. It's the worst thing he's ever seen. But then he talks about fossil fuels. He doesn't talk about methane. He he really leaves that out of the equation. And that is the missing piece of the puzzle if we want to solve climate change, not to mention habitat destruction, human world hunger, human disease. I mean, the underlying false premise that we need to kill all these animals to survive. You and I probably have more energy. I'm always accused of having too much energy. Calm down. Can you lower your voice? Can you be quiet? You're disrupting because you're so hyperactive. So, you know, we're so energetic. We're testament to the fact that you do not need to eat uh, carcasses to have energy. Just eat around the animal. All right, we're going to take a short break here on Voice America Radio. We're going to stay live on Facebook. We'll be back in a second. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Connect with us and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. Welcome back to Unchained TV on Voice America Radio. I'm Jane Velez Mitchell, and you are now re-entering a portal to a transformative way of living. Hello, we are back with Dr. Shabnam Islam, the official spokesperson for Be Kind, the fabulous world's largest vegan app. You can download it on your phone. You can learn more about it at BeKind.com. And we're collaborating over the show Peeled. It is going to premiere at the Directors Guild Saturday, September 24th with a huge outdoor party and then go inside for the screening with all sorts of food. It's going to be really a red carpet extravaganza. We're going to be there with our cameras rolling to catch all the action. And uh, then it's going to show at the same time on Unchained TV, our global streaming network, and you can watch it by going to unchainedtv.com. You can also download it right on your phone. We're a completely free app. You can just download Unchained TV, hundreds and hundreds of uh, vegan documentaries, cooking shows, music videos, everything. It's a lot of fun, 100% free. And you can also put it on your TV 
via Amazon Fire Stick, the Roku device, the Apple TV device, or if you have a smart TV, there's a there's a little search channel that says streaming channels. You just put in Unchained TV and it pops right up. We've got a caller and it's Paige in Los Angeles. Your question, <laughs> your thought for Dr. Islam. Oh my gosh, this is such an exciting time. I mean, look at this competition cooking show. So so many people, the entire cast and crew, wasn't it filmed in Las Vegas at a vegan culinary school as well? That's not my question. My question to you, Dr. Islam, is I've been seeing you work out uh, Babette and I think Tara Smith as well. Oh, my God. Is this something that we can tap into as well, um, your training? And then the second question is, are there tickets still available for the VIP experience? Over to you. Oh my God, so many good questions. Yes, uh, Babette and I met on the set and we just absolutely fell in love with one another. And then she actually realized that I'm a strength coach and a professor of kinesiology. So she's like, you train and I do train clients privately. And she's trying to get ready for her 72 birthday in a couple of months. So we've got some uh, goals to hit. So that's what we've been doing. And yes, I do take clients privately, but you know, I, I, I'm very particular about my time and who I choose because I think that I want to, I am committed to people who are just as committed to me and to their health. And so I think we're like that across the board. We want to make sure that whoever we work with, it doesn't feel like work, right? I want to be really enjoying my experience and I want my clients to really be enjoying their experience. Now, as far as the peeled tickets, I don't think it's ever too late to buy a ticket to the premiere. We're only six days away. And I think we still have some tickets up for grabs. And we would love to see all of you there, particularly you, Paige. Um, so buy on. Make sure to go to thepeeledshow.com where you can buy your VIP tickets. Oh, great. Okay. And we also did uh, a contest on Unchained TV Instagram. And uh, we did get a winner, but then apparently she's already going. So we're going to do the contest again. So jump <laughs> on there and do it. Uh, so listen. Let me ask you this. Uh, first of all, Chef Babette, okay, I watched her. I can't believe you're training her because she seemed like 100% perfectly trained in the sense that I watched her once do a seven-minute plank and a 40-year-old fell down on the ground while Chef Babette maintained this plank. I was exhausted just videotaping it. I, I literally passed out from exhaustion watching her. Where does this woman get her strength she's ripped and i think it's interesting because what are you doing to help somebody who's already in shape further train you know you usually think of trainers as somebody working with somebody who's out of shape but she's not out of shape i think that's a great that's a great question jane i, I think when you are in this profession your job is to see what the clients need and give them what they want and there are things that chef, chef babette needs that she didn't know that she needed does that make sense? So the great thing about training is doing an assessment on a client and figuring out, oh, this probably needs a little bit of work and this needs a little bit of work. And before you know it, it's something that's robust and challenging for the client that, that just helps them grow and achieve and progressively overload to get to their, their ultimate goal. Um, and the biggest thing for Babette is her commitment. She's committed to her exercise and she's committed to her diet. And she doesn't like to call it a diet because it's her eating lifestyle. She's predominantly a raw food enthusiast. She cooks raw. She loves to prepare only plant-based meals. And she lives and dies by that 
that mantra. Um, and I think when you see someone who started their vegan journey at approximately the age of 40 and now is 71, this is what 30 plus years of veganism can do to you. It has a lasting impact. And now when she adds a little bit of strength training onto it, it, it just adds more bang to her buck. And Chef Babette will be the first to tell you that her training with me is the first time that she's actually trained with real weight. So providing the stimulus is, is exactly what she needs. And you are never too old to gain muscle and to see improvement, ever. You may have some physiological changes in how quickly you may adapt. But the thing is, with the stimulus, you will still change, you will still adapt, you will gain strength and you will gain muscle and you will lose body fat. And so I think she's a testament to the way we need to live. It just never, the work never stops. Wow. Wow. Okay. Food for thought. Now, if somebody wants to train with you, how do they get in touch with you? I think the best way to reach out to me is on Instagram. I'm currently redoing my, um, my website, my contact information with my manager, Laura Ball, who previously had been working with Be Kind. She actually was a big part of the development of the Be Kind Skilled Show. Um, but, you know, like, like everybody in this sphere, they are getting so many contacts from the vegan sphere. Everybody's trying to do a little bit of everything. So please reach out to me on Instagram, Dr. Shabnam Islam, that's B-R-S-H-A-B-N-S. N-A-M-I-S-L-A-M, and I'd be more than happy to help. Oh, my gosh. So tell us about you. You know, how did you get here? There's usually something in one's life, maybe in childhood, that has such an impact that it really determines the course of your existence. Do you have that thing that led you to this work for compassion and fitness? Honestly, I've always loved, I've always been an athlete growing up. It's always been my, my, my go-to. We never thought about exercise as a task. It was just out of pure enjoyment. Um, but my passion for television actually came about when I was in third grade and we went and visited ABC Studios for a field trip. And I got an opportunity to sit in the anchor chair and deliver to the camera, reading prompter, and I just fell in love with it. And that's when I realized that being a source of information in whatever field I wish was probably going to be my calling. And lo and behold, 25 years later in L.A., here I am. And your background, tell us a little bit about your background and has it influenced your food choices? Because one of the things that we really promote on Unchained TV is that if you really look at your heritage, your original heritage, you can find a lot of plant-based. Fast food is a very new phenomenon. It is literally less than a blink in the eye in the span of history. And yet people somehow are associating that with their heritage, that that's what they're going to eat, when indeed that doesn't reflect their heritage. What are your thoughts on that? I love that you say that because you, often the obstacle is, well, my culture has taught me this. And first we have to define what is culture. Culture is a shared belief of values, ideologies, symbols, languages, and beliefs that we have in our community. And so that can change. It can be taught. Culture is taught. And so I was raised in, a, in the Bangladeshi culture, and my parents had a diet heavily laden in meat. But when I transitioned into veganism, the thing about 
being Bangladeshi or Deshi or Indian of anything is that we show our respect and our love for people through food. Because a lot of people in these cultures, particularly in Bangladesh, are not very wealthy. And so I remember as a child going to a cousin's home who lived in the village, they had saved money for an entire month just to feed my family a, a chicken meal um, because that's all that they had. And so the wonderful thing that I think that I've seen is that particularly my mother now makes everything veganized. She'll make something for the family and then she'll be like, oh, that curry, we're going to make it with tofu. And the, the irony is, is that my dad accidentally ate the tofu and he was like, you cook the beef really well. And my mom was like, don't tell him, don't tell him. Because if you cook the food with the same technique and the same love, it will come out with the same texture, the same feel, the same flavor. And so we can still use our cardamom, we can still use our curry, we can still use our peppers, we can still use these, these major flavors in our cultures and apply it to a veganized meal. Um, but like anything, it takes work, it takes experimentation, it's finding what works and what doesn't work. Just like when you cook regular food, you know, is that too much milk? Is that too much salt? Is that too much pepper? You have the same thing with vegan cooking. And I was really excited to be able to start seeing in the vegan sphere that in vegan cooking, you have to focus significantly on your herbs, your spices, and your flavors to add a lot of dynamism to your food. So I always say that cooking with meat is pretty limited, right? You add some salt and pepper and some herbs on it, and then it's done. You throw it on the fire. But if you really want to be a chef, if you really want to be a cook, Try cooking without these two elements and, and see all the flavors around the world that you get to explore, whether it's Indochina cuisine, whether it's Mexican or whether it's Italian. It's all about the flavors you use. Absolutely. If you look at ethnic food, a lot of it is primarily plant-based. Let's face it, the Asian world invented faux meats a long time ago. It has gone on for many years. And centuries even. And so this idea that we are all just that that regular normal food is meat based is a construct that has been created by people who are profiting off of that. But it's not accurate. I'm very, very, very interested in telling people that cows and pigs are not indigenous to the Americas. I heard this when I was listening to a history course and it had nothing to do with animals or veganism or climate change. It was a history course about uh, the new world. And it said, the professor said, and the Europeans brought cows and pigs. They are not indigenous to the Americas. And um, the first cow reportedly came over on the second voyage of Columbus. The first pig came over in 1539, approximately. Um, on the boat of a Spanish conquistador. They came from Europe to the Americas. So they are not indigenous to where you and I are sitting right now. And yet they are taking over and we're breeding them to the point where we're destroying all the wildlife. The biomass of cows and pigs and chickens is overtaking the biomass of wildlife, which is diminished to just a fraction. Um, do you make any kind of environmental uh, points during the show? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I think that's the biggest part of being the spokesperson in the show is that we have to add those elements and details to remind people why they're here. It's not just about the food that you're eating for flavor and texture. The food choices that you're making have a global impact on your community, on your health, and on the global community. So you need to know why you're making these choices and why they are why they're better for everyone. And the biggest thing I really actually wanted to talk to you about is the carbohydrate fallacy. I think that's the biggest thing that we see in veganism is that, oh, you eat too much carbs, you eat too much sugar. Sugar, carbohydrate, that's the energy cell. That's that's our energy source for the human system. Um, the body breaks down everything. If you give it a, a ketosis diet, primarily a protein and fat, the body will break down proteins into a usable carbohydrate, what we call gluconeogenesis. So it can be used as fuel. So at the end of the day, you have to give your body the system, the fuel it needs to survive and to work. And that is carbohydrate. That is sugar. Now, the thing that really impacts people in terms of obesity and obesity-related diseases is what they're eating with their carbohydrate. Is it excessive amounts of fat along with the carbohydrate? Because that is what impedes digestion and impedes the metabolic process within the system. When you have, you have to look at the synergism of your food. If I'm eating a high-carbohydrate meal of, of, of lean vegetables and fruits and lentils and beans, it's not going to have that kind of impact on my blood glucose. It's not going to spike my blood sugar like that. And it, I will be hungry in about an hour and a half to two hours because it just regulates the digestive system and the metabolic system. And so we are taught and told by major organizations like the USDA, who is a major proponent of the meat and dairy industry, of what to eat, how much to eat, and why this is a good idea. But you just have to remember, where are they getting their markers from? Where are they getting their resources from? And who is sponsoring their research? And I think as an informed society with access to the internet, Google, WebMD, it's just impossible for us to, to get down and go through the, the rabbit hole and not see where it all starts, right? Uh, yes. In fact, the head of the United States Department of Agriculture is a dairy industry trade group leader. Now, yes. the National Institutes of Health says most people uh, are, are lactose, lactose intolerant. intolerant. Most people are lactose intolerant. Nevertheless, they're forcing school kids to drink something that's going to give them whatever, gas, acne, dandruff, mucus. There's a lot of negative consequences of drinking dairy and particularly if you're lactose intolerant and most people are. So why are we doing it? Because our government's been co-opted by the meat, dairy and pharmaceutical industries. So, um, wow, we have covered so much and we only have a couple of minutes left. What, if you had to leave us with one point in terms of what needs to happen to save our planet and to make people healthier and to have a more compassionate attitude toward animals, what needs to happen for us to hit this tipping point? Do you know why I don't watch animal abuse videos, Jane? It's because I can't handle it. And that's why I chose to be vegan. I, I, I chose to see what I took part in with my dollar. And I think when people are not blind to their own actions, it starts to make changes. You, your dollar is your vote. Your dollar is your vote. It doesn't just happen every four years. Every day you 
spend on something in the meat and dairy industry, it has a reverberating impact across the globe. And you can see that in Pakistan. You can see that Bangladesh will be going underwater. You, Dr. Salish Rao tells you if we don't change by 2026, God knows if we'll have access to, to clean water by 2050. So my suggestion to you is really take a look at what you're buying. Look at the ingredients list. If every time there's dairy or meat in it, try and put it down because that's when you can start making some changes. Uh, watch some videos of these Purdue farms of, of these pig cages. Go to an LA animal save vigil. Just be present just once and see if it starts to impact your behavior. Because here's what I tell my students. Ignorance is a matter of ignoring the facts. A majority of you are educated, intelligent individuals. But can you be educated and not intelligent? Absolutely. It means that you're choosing to ignore the information that's being provided to you because you yourself like the benefit of that. Well, as Desmond Tutu said, that's the language of the oppressor. Right. And when you see that your purchasing decisions has an oppressive act on another living creature or another living organism, you have to step back and think, wow, am I really for women's rights? Am I really against racism? How can I say that I'm against racism if I'm down for speciesism? It can't be inconsistent. The cognitive dissonance is real. So the more knowledge you have, the more exposure you have to those things, listen to them because the voice in your head is telling you something and you should listen. Wow, that was incredible. I think we need to take that and put it everywhere because you really <laughs> summed it up. When, when one of us is oppressed, all of us are oppressed. And the intersectionality of oppression is real. People love to say, look back in history at terrible things that happened, horrible genocidal things. I think we can all think of what those big moments are. And we'd like to tell ourselves we wouldn't do it. We would be the outlier. We'd stand up and we'd take a stand no matter how inconvenient. But what they should be asking themselves is, well, there's, there's a horrible thing happening today where billions of animals are being systemically tortured. What are you doing about it? Are you just going along? Are you just going along? If you are, then you probably wouldn't have stood up to those terrible things that were happening in history. You would have just gone along. I think that's, I think someone said it best. Like we equate the animal agricultural industry to the human rights or the civil rights movement these days. Back in the 1960s, where do you think you would be? Would you be alongside in a sit-in or would you just sit quietly behind your television, be an ally, but not really being an ally. These days, are you an advocate? Are you choosing to only eat plant-based? Or are you just, mm, yeah, I like these options, but I'm not really doing anything about it. But I'm going to complain about climate change. I'm going to complain about civil rights. I'm going to complain about female rights, but I'm going to take a baby away from a cow and drink its mother's milk. But God, why do I care about children in cages uh, south of the border? Um, they have to match. They have to align. And that's the only way humanity is going to move forward. So well said. Baby, you need to consider your next move is politics because we need 
people like you advocating and speaking truth to power, sure, it's inconvenient to do the right thing. Of course it is. <laughs> if it were convenient, everybody would be doing the right thing. You know, and they're not. And none of us is perfect. It's a journey. It's a process. It's not an event. We just uh, urge you to get on the path toward more compassion and put one foot after the other. The, The hardest journey, the hardest part of a journey is the first step. Thank you so much, Dr. Shabnam Islam. Peeled. Watch it on Unchained TV. Go to VKind. Download the VKind app on your phone. Visit vkind.com. We'll see you next time here on Unchained TV, Voice America Radio. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.